Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex intimacy and lifelong love. And we have a great episode for you today. Oh yeah. Great episode as we continue in this series of talking about our very favorite marriage advice. The marriage advice today has really transformed our marriage. We hope it transforms yours as well. And then we've got a powerful question at the end. So stay tuned for that. One quick announcement before we dive in. If you haven't read it already, check out our book, The Naked Marriage. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, you see me holding up The Naked Marriage book. If you're listening somewhere, just picture us holding up the Naked Marriage book. <laughs> um, but you can read it as a paperback, an ebook, or the audiobook available through Audible on Amazon, where Ashley and I narrate it. And uh, thank you so much for all the, the positive feedback and reviews uh, about us sharing our story in that. We hope that book is an encouragement to you as well. All right, well, let's dive into today's episode. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. Oh my goodness. I feel like this particular episode is one that so many couples need to hear. And it's one that I think that we've, you know, struggled with here and there throughout our marriage because everybody does, because I think that the struggle part of it is rooted in pride. And that is the marital advice that we should not score keep. Okay. Yes. It is so huge. And it's something that is so simple, but it gets so many couples in trouble. I mean, I think we receive multiple emails every week about this particular subject. In one way or another, we do. And and it is great advice. And early in our marriage, again, you know, this, this whole series we're in right now over these next few months, our favorite marriage advice and some of the advice that helped us early on, 
was when someone said, just don't, don't keep score. Yeah. Don't try to make it 50-50 because marriage isn't 50-50. It's 100-100. It's not trying to divide everything evenly in half, but it's giving everything you've got. Mm -hmm. And man, what a, what a game changer when we really wrap our heads around that. Mm -hmm. And if we don't though, what happens is you're constantly stuck in this negative cycle of trying to keep track of every little thing your spouse is doing wrong or and everything you're doing right and feeling like you're entitled to this because he did that or she did that or you know he spent this She's much tired, time over there yes. so I I get to spend this much time or you know he spent this much money on something he wanted so I'm going to spend this much and instead of really just serving each other you make marriage this win lose thing where one of you's going to win and one of you's going to lose yes. but in marriage it never works that way Oh my goodness. I think where so many couples get in trouble with scorekeeping is when it comes to household duties. And a lot of the emails that I receive are from wives in particular that just feel like their husband is not carrying his weight when it comes to household duties. Now, the husbands who write Dave, they often feel like, well, I'm doing X, Y, Z, so I shouldn't have to do as much at home or or she's better at this, so she should do that. And so there's all this these reasons that people give for, for why they do or why they don't do certain things. And I think that the real question here is, are we serving each other? Right. Are we, are serving we giving each other? everything? Are we giving our best to each other? And I think that when you do that, when you just really ask each other that uh, and ask yourself that, I mean, really, it needs to be kind of like a, a self-reflection. It's a great exercise in really kind of just being honest about maybe some blind spots that we all have. I think we all have blind spots in, in propping ourselves up as doing a lot more than we actually do and also making our spouse seem like they're doing way less than they're actually doing. And so it's just important that we realize it all comes back to serving one another and to not allowing pride to rule our relationship because when we try to keep score, it really just becomes so much about us and everything we're doing. Yeah. And it's just very prideful. And we always are way nicer to ourselves when it comes to keeping score than we are with our spouse. Yes. And so it, it really, you know, when we have these like arguments over this, I, I understand that there's some practical, you know, steps need to be taken to make sure that certain things get done. And maybe if you're a, a real, you know, if you like things written down on paper, maybe write those duties down. But I don't think that making sure that everything is exactly split even is the answer because the truth is certain duties you know, one spouse may be better at it. And certain things too take a lot more time and a lot more effort than other things. And so then you get into that and you're just splitting hairs and it's maddening. It really is maddening. And and your your list is never going to be accurate if you're trying to divide things up 50-50 yeah. anyway, because we always score what we do as being more more valuable and more important. Our, more important. Yes, yes. And instead you just have to come back again. What Ashley said this is so important serve each other and think what's going to bring out the best in our marriage. You know, a quick story about this. Um, we were, you know, hanging out with, with, uh, with some friends recently. And I, I these are some dear friends. Uh, I, I love them, love them so much. And, you know, he works outside the home. She, uh, she was working outside the home as well, but we went through a, a phase recently where she'd stopped working outside the home. And so now she's at home with the kids full time. And, he has these kind of expectations of, of what he would like the house to, to look like. And she's trying to keep up with the kids and it's just, it's a lot on her. Mm -hmm. And so she said, look, th this is something that would really help me. She said, I want, I've, I've looked into this for $200 once a month. Uh, I want to bring in a housekeeper and just once a month get just the house really cleaned. And his first response was, why in the world would we do that? Like, 
you're at home working, like this is your job. You know, I'm working outside the home. So like, you should just be able to do this and we could really use that money. Um, but as he was kind of expressing that and his, his wife was just saying like, listen, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's chaotic trying to get all these kids where they need to go. It's, it's, it is a lot. And this would help me a lot. And then she said something that completely changed his perspective. She said, isn't $200 a month a worthwhile inv- investment to make sure that we can keep a strong marriage. Yes, it is. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, well, you put it that way. It absolutely is. And so he happily- Good for her for like putting it in perspective. Right. He, so he happily now does that and he doesn't see it as an investment just in the cleanliness of his home. Like he sees this now as a way to serve his wife who yeah. is, at one time he had this mindset of like, well, no, you should just be able to suck it up and get this done. Um, but, you know, she- She's doing a lot, a lot that, you know, he can't see. There's you know, a bunch of kids and she's taking them all these different oh, places. Sure, yeah. And there's a lot that, that goes with managing a house and still keeping things, you know, straightened up as, as she goes. But she's saying this once a month thing would really, really help me. And so he decided instead of like making her feel badly about that, I'm going to celebrate the fact that this is a way that, that I can serve her as she's doing so much to serve our family. And this is going to help our marriage. And so having that kind of mindset, instead of just, well, you need to be able to suck it up and do it. I'm working hard. You got to work hard. Like to say, no, I know you're doing a lot. What can I do to make your life better? It's never your job to try to belittle or parent your spouse or try to yeah. you know tell them that they should be doing a lot more than they're doing. Instead, it's okay to tell them what that you you need or what you would appreciate if they would do that for you, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're like me and, and acts of service is actually your love language. I mean, that's my primary love language. And so when Ashley does acts of service, it really just makes my heart full. You and love then, it when I just get stuff done. Oh, when she gets stuff done, she and is so sexy. it doesn't matter what it is. Like it could be like registering our kindergartner for school and just making sure that's taken care of because you have to gather like your whole life worth of documents to do that. And it's just kind of a, you know, it takes effort. And he's he's been so appreciative about it. And not that you wouldn't do it. I mean, you've registered our kids for school over the years. She tells me what she's done and it's like, she's talking talking dirty to me. You know, she's like, (laughs) and then I registered them for school. And then I went to the store and I picked up these things we needed. And I'm like, oh, what else did you do? And she's like, and then after that, like I I got this this bill taken care of and I'm like, oh, baby. It's like, it's, you might as well be wearing lingerie when you're talking to me like that. You so, do love it. You're like, because you are a person who you're very driven and you're very strategic. That's your number one strength. And you get stuff done and you appreciate it when I do that too. Now you don't put it on me like necessarily. Like no, if you never, don't do these things, I've never, ever I'm going to be mad. Given you a list for like, and I think personally, marriages where one spouse gives the other spouse a list that just, well, some appreciate a list. I will say that. Unless you're asking, if your spouse is asking, could you write down, you know, the things that, that you're asking me to do? But but if it's always this honeydew list that you feel like you're never, if it gets into this dynamic where you feel like the spouse who's giving the list is always judging and critiquing and grading yeah. as if they're the employer or the boss or the parent, and you've got to do these chores for them, when that becomes the dynamic, that just feels unhealthy. And, yeah. and a lot of the couples that I've known that have kind of gotten into that, I think they would almost describe it as unhealthy. At least the yeah. one who's getting the list would. Uh, and so, Well, it just feels like it's never ending too. I mean, it's never finished. You know, yeah. most of the those kind of lists, they're just constant. And people joke about the honeydew list. Like if in your marriage, 
the list is like here and there and it's no big deal. We're not talking about that. We're meaning like where one is constantly adding to a list and the other's never given a list. Like, you know, there's not a reciprocal list. Right. It's, it's a one way. It, it, right. Exactly. So it, that, that can be, it can just be hard. It adds a lot of pressure to the marriage. And usually there's not a lot of good communication going on there. You know, you can't communicate in, during your whole marriage through lists. Like that's not going to get you anywhere. So you got to talk about these things, talk about your frustrations, but also definitely set expectations together. You know, I, I remember, um, gosh, years ago, a few years ago, I, I am a clean freak. Like I, I will just say it. I am like, I really like a clean house. I really, I really just like things. So, so, and now with four boys, it's not, I mean, believe me, my house, it, it's, you know, it's going to be messy at times because we have kids and we have life and things like that. But I do appreciate a clean house. And when I was teaching school, I remember our schedule, it, it would just got even crazier. And this is before we started doing marriage ministry to the extent that we're doing now. But things had to shift a little bit. And so Dave was like, sweetie, please just to take this off your plate. I know you're super particular with cleaning, but there's just not as much time in the day. Let's, you know, have a housekeeper come every two weeks. And so I asked my friends about it. I had her come every two weeks. She was great. But then I just... I have this part of me that actually, and I know some of you listening are going to be rolling your eyes when I say this. I actually, it's kind of therapeutic for me to clean my house because I know that I'm the one who cleaned it. Okay. Now there's times where I, I definitely dread it, but I actually like it. And so when things slow down a bit, I went back to that, um, you know, with cleaning our house. But then the one thing I hate when it comes to housekeeping and Dave and the boys help too. I'm not going to act like I do it all. Like our kids, we have official chore day. I have a whole blogs about this, about chore day where everybody pitches in and we have the daily chores that our kids do. And Dave pitches in all the time. And you work so hard. You're the hardest worker in the family. And not only in this area, but really in all areas, but you, you get it. Well, I just really like a clean house. And we all try to, but there came this point where with this one chore, it just became the bane of my existence. And it was after our fourth child was born. And then we got a little busier with our traveling and our speaking. And I just never felt like I could keep up with it. And that was laundry. And Dave would help out some too, but I hated folding it. I just, I just hated it. And he was like, listen, I know you don't want a housekeeper, even though he was just to take anything off my plate. He was like, listen, I don't care if we pay for a housekeeper. Like that's a good investment for it, for your sanity. If if you but, want it for our marriage, but he was like, but what about laundry? Like he goes, I think because my my friend had started this. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because it was your friend. Yes. Right. So I had this friend who who's started this this like this little business that he was just kind of running on his own, where where he would like drop laundry bags off, you know, at people's houses, and they could fill up this laundry bag. A wash and fold service. Right. A wash and yeah. fold. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. But you could fill it up with your but dirty clothes. it was clothes, a mobile service. And then you drop it off on your front door. You don't have to go anywhere. And he would come pick it up. Yeah. And take it and some he would somebody would clean it like and fold it. Like two days later. And it would magically appear as if these like <laughs> magical elves had like come to your fairies. house and taken it and folded it. And and so I knew that existed. I'd never used him because, you know, we were we were doing it all ourselves, but I knew because talking to him that that existed. So I started looking into it mm-hmm. and we found it like a really reasonably priced uh, place that would do that exact same thing. When we moved. Yeah. And yeah. I said, listen, I know we're, we're doing everything on our own. We're, you know, we, we try to live within budget and, and all that, but this one thing I think would take a lot off your shoulders. And so yeah. let's, let's do it. And we did it for probably a year a solid year, yes. Especially and, sometimes we would do it when it was especially busy because you can right, like pause. Busy seasons. Let me tell you, I was real reluctant because I kind of it was a bit of a pride issue on my part, feeling like, oh, am I a failure as a mom and as and as a wife if I'm not doing all of our laundry? But you, you were doing so many other things, 
Well, and, that was silly for and me I to would, think that. And like, I would try to keep up with it. But laundry was the beast that none of us could conquer because yeah. of four boys cycling through sweaty clothes constantly. And then mm-hmm. us two, it, it was never ending. And that one thing, it's like, you kind of like tackle things. What's the, what's the, the biggest monster in our way right now in terms of like chores have to get done. And that was it. Cause that it was, was it. It, it, it was never ending. And once we, we said, all right, well, let's, let's, let's pay for somebody to do that during that busy season. We've great. actually now like, you know, now that like our, our schedule's kind of changed and we're, we're doing all of our own laundry again right, and right. it's totally fine it's it's totally manageable but during that season of stress it really really helped oh, and so huge. especially when you're in a stressful season um look for just ways to say this might not be permanent but right now in this season that we're in what's something that would alleviate stress and yes. maybe Maybe it's something where, you know, you might not have the budget to, that wasn't super expensive, but we've had plenty of times where we wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. to pay for that. So look for ways to say, how can, how can I lighten your load? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I do something that you normally do to take something off of you? Because I might have a little bit more margin right now. And it's not about 50-50. It's not about who's doing more. It's about in this season, you're facing stress. I want to serve you. How can I get that off your plate? Yeah. Whether it's if we have the budget to hire it done or to, for me to do it for you. But let's just figure out a way to serve each other and promote as much peace as possible in the house instead of ever saying, well, you don't do it. I, I do more than you. You should be able to get this done. When, whenever you take on that mindset, man, it's just toxic. And so instead say, I want to serve you. Yeah. I want your life to be easier and better because, because I'm your spouse. Yes. And so what can I do to make your life easier and better right now? And then whatever it is, just be willing to try to do it. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. You know, I was so thankful that Dave got me to see the value in that that mobile wash and fold service. And, you know, if we got to that busy point again, once we start traveling and speaking once again, you know, we would use it again. Like it was awesome. It was just a great service. that really helped our family. So like maybe after you turn off this podcast, you think about what are some ways that we could take things off each other's plate, whether we're, we're the ones doing it like for, for a time, or we hire some, a service to, to help out with that, because there's lots of of things that you may not even realize are out there that could really lighten the load. And maybe even just that one act of hiring something out would stop fighting over that one thing. I mean, like, it, it, you know, we sometimes get so stuck just talking about the same thing and being disgruntled about the same thing. And we don't even think like, maybe we could just outsource Maybe this. there's a solution here. Yeah, maybe there's a solution. Yeah. You know, I, I want to mm-hmm. say this too, um, you know, even... Sometimes I think where we get stuck with this particular issue of keeping score is with gender roles 
when it comes to who needs oh, to man. do what. We're talking about a and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna new, you know not, it's not only an episode. I think that's a whole series of it just is a like whole series. Kind of yes, people's mindsets and and baggage related to that and expectations going into marriage. We that, might wrestle some feathers with this. I know that well in my house the man did this, the woman did this, and that's how it's going to be in this house. And, and just kind of the unspoken expectations we bring into marriage. And I just, I think that, that instead of like having this rigid view of like the man does this woman does this first off, talk about, you know, who's, who's better at at different things. Cause listen, in our house, a lot of the traditionally masculine roles, (laughs) Ashley is way better than me. And we've joked about this way better. I'm not, we're not even going to pretend like, She's way better with tools. Her dad taught her how to do all this stuff when she was growing up. He had only daughters and he was super handy and an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so she's so good at so many things um, around the house that like, I'm well, just, and I enjoy it and she's, in, and she enjoys it. And yeah. so, and, and so we, we just kind of like go from that angle, like, okay, who enjoys this most? Yeah. Who's best at it? Mm-hmm. Who has the time? Who has the energy? Um, what needs to get done? And it, and then we just kind of try to divide things up, yeah. you know, that, that way, instead of saying this, this rigid mindset of like, well, the, the woman's got to do all this. The man's got to do all this. Yeah. That's just, nobody wins that way. Exactly. Like even in our own families, Dave had his middle brother, Ben loves cooking. Like he loves it and he makes amazing things. My brother-in-law, Joe, my sister, Morgan, Morgan hates cooking. Joe loves cooking. Like we just went on a family vacation with them and I'm not even kidding you. Joe cooked most of the meals because a lot of things were closed. It was was great. I mean, he was like cooking up a storm and he enjoys it. And it's also a necessary thing that needed to be done. And so, yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, I I know in some, sometimes too, I I just want to level with this for a moment. A lot of times it's, we believe things should be a certain way based on what our parents did. Okay. And I had this, I had this false mentality. Like I truly, in the beginning of our marriage, I just kind of expected Dave to just in time become an expert at tools because that's what men do. I mean, I really made that yeah. false assumption because honestly, in my- And I've progressed. I've gone from- No, he's been amazing. I, I've started amazing. out, I was terrible and I've progressed to now just being really bad. You're so not like bad. it's like You're not bad. one step up from terrible. So by the time I'm like sixty, I'll just be bad. And <laughs> no. then no, it, it, there's it's progress. Not like that, you you don't truly enjoy it. There's certain things you enjoy, but like my the men in my family, my dad's whole side, and even even you know some of the guys on my mom's side, they all really enjoy working with their hands, working with tools. But in Dave's family, that just wasn't really a thing. Like it's just not. There's so many things that you're good at and that you learned growing up, but that just wasn't one of them. I mean, you know, like basics, you know, but it's just, I, I, you're, you're having a smirk at me while no. I'm saying this. And I'm like, you really, you've done it out of necessity, but it's not your favorite thing. I will say that. And you know, and, and, and this is an important point to make. We're saying like, talk about who enjoys it more and all this, just real life here. There's going to be a lot of stuff you have to do in your home and in your marriage. That you both that, don't that like. No, nobody enjoys, yeah. right? Neither of you might like mopping, you know, neither of you changing diapers. Nobody likes changing diapers. He's a I, champion. I have wiped so many butts in He's my life. He's wiped a ton of butts. Like I, I've never once enjoyed it ever. It's been terrible. It's just as terrible now as it but was you do such a 15 good job. years ago when I started. Um, you know, my form has gotten better. I feel like the overall <laughs> cleanliness of, of the, the, the butts has gotten the speed. better. Speed, <laughs> proficiency. I, I could, I, you know, uh, I could go to the, the diaper Olympics, but yes, I've always hated it. But it's just part of what you do, right? I mean, yeah. and so instead of saying, well, I don't like that, so I'm not doing it, um, you can't have that mindset either. So there, there there, has to kind of be that attitude of service 
where, you know, again, you know, as followers of Christ, you know, Jesus modeled this. He got down and he why he washed his disciples' dirty, nasty feet. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes washing other grown men's dirty, nasty feet. Harry. Yeah, nobody likes that, but he was showing for us the privilege that it is to serve and that love in action is shown through how we serve one another. You're never more like Jesus than when you serve. And in marriage, we're called to love like Jesus. We're called to love like him. And the only way we can do that is to selflessly serve and ask nothing in return. You know, notice that Jesus didn't wash their feet and say, all right, now you guys give me a back rub and wash my feet. Now it wasn't, he, he did it and it was, that's what service is. You serve and then it's done. It's right. not a scorecard that you're keeping of all the things that they owe you now. It's it's an act of it's an act of love in itself that's self-contained without any strings attached. Right. And in marriage, there have to be millions of those moments back and forth. And it's sacrificial love too, because yeah. you do sacrifice your time, you sacrifice convenience. I mean, like you, you know, we talk about starting with what you do enjoy and what you're really good at. But like Dave said, I mean, there are so many. There's, there's so many things in life that we're teaching our boys this too, that you just have to do because it needs to be done. I mean, yeah. that's just part of being an adult and, um, and we just have to get stuff done and, and we have to approach these household duties and even just more than household, like even just financially, you know, working, working for the family and, and just doing, you know, getting the kids to where they need to go. We need to do those things just because they need to be done and we need to have a good attitude about it and, and just know that, that we're, we're adults and we're, and we're, we're going to be grown up about this. I think so many times it's like, we kind of revert back to being children and just kind of sticking our feet down and crossing our arms. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm not eating my broccoli. But, but but it has to be done, you know, yeah, and we have just, to, you know, have a good attitude about it. And and remember that we're a team, like we're a team in this. Yeah, we're and, a team. And, and we're going to win together. We're going to win together when we both decide to serve each other, to serve our families, and really kind of try to make it fun. Like we try to make chore day, like on Sundays before we go to church. Now we're not going to church right now. You know, we're watching it online. But before we, we would go to church, you know, we would do chores as a family. And, um, and I'd put on music. I mean, the kids, of course, are a little disgruntled, but it's something we've been doing for years now. But we try to put on music and make it fun. And then if we had time afterwards, I would make banana pancakes where you replace the egg with a banana. And for some reason, my kids think I'm a chef because I do that. It's extremely it easy. Delicious. You get some Bisquick, replace the egg with a banana. It's amazing. And lower cholesterol. And it's lower. And, and in my age, I have to think about these things. <laughs> but you know, you make it fun and you have a reward at the end of it. And so it doesn't have to be just the bane of your existence. Yeah. Yeah. When you serve, when you realize that ser- you, there is joy in serving one another, yeah. then you've won. And there's no joy in, in, in scorekeeping. You've lost once you start keeping score. You've won yes. once you tear up that scorecard and just start loving and serving each other. All right. Great topic. It is now time to dive in to today's question. Thank you for those who submit questions. You can write us on social media. Uh, find Dave and Ashley Willis on Facebook, Instagram, or uh, for those that are answered on the podcast, go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com and you could submit a question there. Today's question says, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost five years. We are in love and have shared with each other uh, that we don't want to be with anyone else. I want marriage. He does not. Uh, we have both been married before and have had horrible experiences with divorce. I know God wants marriage and not shacking up. My boy says that may be, and one day he will do a ceremony saying that we're married between him and I and God, but he doesn't think that our faith requires the government involvement. What should I do? I feel so lost and torn. 
Yeah, this this is a great question. And really in our culture right now, um, I think this is a question a lot of couples are struggling with, especially... Yeah. And, you know, in your situation where you say you both have been married and you've had a bad experience with that, and I think that there's a fear, um, there's, there's a fear in it. But, you know, the Bible says perfect love drives out fear. And that love that you guys have for each other, and love is really rooted in commitment, mm-hmm. um, then that has to be greater than the fear of the uncertainty. And so, like, my my quick advice, before I turn it over to Ashley, and I'm sure she'll say it wiser and more eloquently than I can say no. it, is um, is really it, what you're wanting can only exist within the covenant of marriage. Yeah. Um, you know the the term you know shacking up that that you used. Uh, I know that that the love you have for each other is is something that's already more more sacred than than kind of um, just you know that term would imply. But trying to do that without marriage, which people have tried to do for years, have tried to have the benefits of of marriage and the commitment of it without the covenant of it. Yeah. Um, we're missing out. Marriage, a wedding itself, um, all through scripture, it, it's a picture of that your relationship is both a very private relationship between just you and your spouse and God, but it's also very public, uh, which is why, you know, every wedding in the Bible, including where Jesus's first miracle took place, was always a very public ceremony showing that we're entering into this community as a couple and we're part of this community as a couple and as a family. And we need the support of the community around us as we go. So to make it only a private relationship, you miss out on half of what marriage is meant to be, which is that that public half. Mm-hmm. And you also miss out even more importantly on the spiritual blessing that God only wants, only releases when that covenant is made um, through through marriage, we yeah. can't. This isn't just semantics. This isn't just living one way and calling it marriage versus calling it commitment. For God, it's much deeper than that. It is it is something that is sacred. Once we make those vows to one another, and there's really no substitute for it. Yeah. So my advice, and and this might be just you know too too blunt, um, but I would say that again, showing some compassion for your boyfriend, because I think that there is just some fear that's holding him back. And I'm not saying he's like a a terrible person or anything like that. I'm sure he's a good person. But this issue of marriage is so sacred and so important that anyone who is not willing to commit to you in marriage isn't worthy to commit to you in any other way. Mm -hmm. So I would... I would say it, for the length of time you guys have been together, it's it's kind of to the point where it's like, listen, if if you don't want marriage, um, then that's that's enough reason for us to go our separate ways, because I want more than just you know living together and and saying we're committed, but doing it apart from God's plan. Right. When we can, our relationship can't thrive without God's plan and His blessing, and that only exists um, within the covenant of marriage. And so I would say. Uh, move toward marriage or move toward singleness, but uh, staying in this situation long-term is not healthy. Gosh, sweetie, I don't think I could say it any better. And I know it's hard and it's tender and there's there's all kinds of layers to this particular situation. But I do think that I, I would definitely try to go deeper. You know, I would encourage this 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 person to go deeper with her boyfriend and ask him maybe some hard questions and say like, is there a reason you don't want to make this a legal thing? Because he said he would he would be okay with having it be a covenant between them and God, but not with the government. And uh, again, I feel like there's there's something there. Maybe it is just based on fear, but I would have pause for that because why? You know, like what's the reason? I would definitely try to get to 
to what's, you know, the reason is there because that, that gives me, I feel like that's a bit of a red flag. And again, I don't know the entire situation. So please forgive me if there's something that I'm missing here, but I agree with Dave. I think that, that this, this is a crossroads. I mean, you've been together five years and, um, you were married before too, you know, what marriage takes and, and you've been through a divorce and you know how heartbreaking that can be. And you're willing to get married. So just have these honest conversations with your boyfriend and say like, listen, I'm willing to take the big jump. I love you. I want to commit my life to you. You know, I want you to be my forever. And I just, it it hurts me deeply to think that you won't even consider that. Like I'm not an important enough in your life for you to do this all the way, you know, both spiritually and legally, because it's very important for it to be, you know, you're either all in or you're not right. And so, um, we'll be praying for you and we appreciate you being so open and honest with this question. I know it's kind of a hard place to be, but, uh, we do appreciate you for bringing up this important topic. Yeah. And we appreciate all of you for listening. And so help us spread the word about this podcast. You can share about it online. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are. Just let people know that you're listening and, and you can encourage people to listen that way. And also when you leave a review and when you subscribe, uh, it also helps others discover it. So thanks for being part of this online community. We'll see you guys next time. Bye guys. Bye.